This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll Everybody knows that the Helege, Rabbi Yaakov Yitzchak Horowitz, was known as the seer of Lublin, a chose me Lublin. And there was a good reason for this. It's because with his holy vision, he could see everything that was happening at the world at that time. But he could also look into the future and into the past. So on Yom Kippur, he knew exactly what had been decreed in heaven for all of his Hasidim for the coming year. And most of the time, the seer Lublin didn't say anything. Because the truth is, his Hasidim might not be able to handle the news. But one Yom Kippur, he turned to Reb Simcha Bunim of Pshischa, one of his closest students, who eventually became a great Rebbe on his own. And he said to Reb Simcha Bunim, it's just been decreed in Shemaim in heaven that this year you're going to lose all your money and go bankrupt. Now, some Hasidim, they spend all day learning. But in the good old days, everybody had to work in some type of profession or craft, or trade. And the Pshischer, he was a pharmacist, a rokeach, and he had a drugstore. And in those days, being a pharmacist was a way to become very wealthy. And he became very rich. But he knew when there's a decree from heaven, there's nothing you can do. So he came back from Lublin, and sure enough, his drugstore started losing money. And he figured, why should I wait until I have nothing left? And so he shut down the pharmacy, gave whatever money he had left to his wife, and went to Warsaw. And there he took a room in his favorite hotel, where he always stayed in the days when he had a lot of money. And since he had no more business to take care of anymore, he just sat there all day, davening and learning, learning and davening. And you know, it's a funny thing. Everybody wants poor people to pay their bills right away. But people who have a lot of money, so everyone thinks they have so much money, they'll get the money eventually. And since Rip Simcha Bunim was so well known in Warsaw, everybody thought he was still rich. And so he was able to stay in this five-star hotel for weeks, eating and drinking whatever he wanted, and he didn't have to pay any money. But after a few months in the hotel, the Pshischer found a very polite note in his mailbox. It has come to the attention of the management that you have yet to pay for your room for the last two months. And the management would appreciate very much if you would take care of your bill at the earliest convenience. Sincerely, the management. So Reb Simcha, he went to the hotel clerk, and he said, listen, please tell the management I'm really sorry about my bill. I just have so much going on, I completely forgot, but don't worry, I'll cover the bill very soon. A few days went by, and another note appeared in the mailbox next to his door. This time it wasn't as nice as the first one. It said, your bill is now over two months due, and we insist that you pay your bill immediately. The Simcha Bunami didn't even bother to answer, because of course he didn't have the money, so what's he going to do? And then one day... Simcha Bunim is sitting and learning in his room. There was a knock on the door. It was a bellboy delivering a note from the top manager in the hotel. And it said, I demand you pay everything you owe us today or else. He didn't say what or else was, but that was enough to worry the Pshischer a little bit. But he didn't let it show. And he said to the bellboy very calmly, please tell the manager that I understand. Right now, I'm busy with something very important. And the truth was that he was really... Learning Torah, which is something very important. 
However, if you return at six o'clock, I'll take care of my bill and everything else. So as soon as the bellboy left the room, Reb Simcha Bonim closed his eyes and started daven. Hashem, Olam, what am I going to do? Everybody here knows that I'm a religious Jew. And if they think that I'm cheating the hotel, they'll bring dishonor to your holy name. But Imamish don't have the money. And I'm trusting that you, Hashem, will take care of everything. you got to fix this for me. And then he went back to learning. At one o'clock that afternoon, there was another knock on the door. Kvalti thought, Oy vey, they came to collect the bill already. What am I going to do? And he opens the door, a tiny little crack, and looks out. Thank God it wasn't the bellboy. It was someone else, also in a uniform. A beautiful uniform, with gold trim. And the boy in the uniform, he gave Reb Simcha Bonim a letter. And he stood there and waited until Reb Simcha Bonim opened the letter. And this is what the letter said. Someone told me you're in town and I couldn't believe my luck. Because I really need your help. I just fired my accountant. This guy was such a bad accountant, he lost me a ton of money. And I need a new accountant right away. I heard you understand business and you understand accounting. So I'm offering a job. I'll pay you anything you want. Send your answer back with my boy. Signed, Madam Tamarov. Now the Pshischer, he couldn't believe what he was reading. Because everyone knew about the Tamarov family. Most Polish Yidden at that time were very poor. But the Tamarov family, they were millionaires, maybe even billionaires. And on top of it, the husband was a great Tamid Chacham, a Torah scholar, who spent most of his time in the Beit Midrash learning. The wife ran all their businesses and made all the money. And now, Madam Temerov was offering Reb Simcha Bunim a job. Was this Hashem answering his prayer? And so Reb Simcha Bunim, he took a pencil, and he wrote on the back of the note, I have the skills you need, and you have the cash I need. If you make me your partner, I'll agree. And then he folded it up, put it back in the envelope, gave it to the boy and sent him on his way, and went back to learning Torah. The day passed slowly, and as the pshischer looked at the clock on the wall, it went from three o'clock to four o'clock to five o'clock. Still no answer from Madame Temerov, and Reb Simcha Bunim was starting to get a little nervous because at 5.30, there was a knock on the door. He said, Oy vey, I hope it's not the bellboy coming to collect the bill, because if so, I'm really in trouble, I don't have any money. And he opened the door a little tiny crack, and he couldn't believe what he saw. Madame Temerov was standing there herself. Simcha Bunim, she said to him. I mamish couldn't believe your chutzpah to demand to be my partner in business. But at the same time, I was impressed with your chutzpah. So I decided to come here in person and find out who you really are. And now that I've seen you, I can tell you're exactly the person that I need. And so the pshischer and Madame Temerov became business partners. He told her about his problems with the hotel. She said, no problem, she'll pay the whole bill. And she went downstairs and took care of everything for Reb Simcha Bonim. And the Pshischer, he went back to Lublin and went straight to the Holy Seer of Lublin. And all the Seer Lublin needed to do was look at the Pshischer to know exactly what had happened. He smiled at his chassid and he said, So you see, Simcha Bunim, you're not bankrupt if you know how to pray. But there's one thing I don't understand. Why didn't you immediately grab the opportunity of becoming Madame Temerov's accountant? I mean, you didn't have a single penny. How did you have the strength to hold out for more? Holy Rebbe, it's really simple. Reb Simcha Bunim said, I could see that Hashem was just beginning to open the gates for me, and I wanted him to make them really, really wide. So I held out for all the Shefa to come down. Mm-hmm.
Mamma, mamma.